Hello again, friends. Pastor Lowell here with our Return to Rome series. We are on number 14 in the section 3, Thirsty for Unity. Let's begin with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, again we thank you for the blessing of your word, which is the anchor for our soul at end time. We pray that you'd bless us as we consider how Rome is seeking to unite the world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Return to Rome, thirsty for unity. How Rome will unite the world. We ask the question, what's causing this thirst for unity among the world religions? And we have found three things that are creating this thirst for unity. First of all is the environment, climate change, natural disasters. The second thing is mysticism, which is being used today to unite all religions together. And we saw in our last study that music is being used also to unite the world religions together. And we asked the question, why is CCM, Contemporary Christian Music, so interdenominationally popular? That's where we ended last time. And today we want to pick up that question and answer it with three points, three reasons why it is so popular interdenominationally. Number one, it's not doctrinally sound or clear. So basically it will fit in any setting, any Christian setting, and sometimes not even in a Christian setting, a non-Christian setting, because there's no doctrinally clear, strong message. The second reason why it's so popular is it contains the same addictive beat as rock music. The contemporary Christian music today contains that same addictive beat as in rock and roll. And perhaps I could share just a couple music samples so that you can get an idea. This first one you'll recognize quite well. This is a famous hymn, and this would be appropriate in church. to sing along with them, right? That would be a style of music that would be appropriate for worship in church. And there's nothing addictive about that particular style of music. We would consider that or classify that as classical music. But now let me give you a rendition of that same hymn, How Great Thou Art, with the addictive rock beat. think we've heard enough, right? <laughs> that has the same addictive beat as rock music, and that is what we would classify as Christian rock music. 
It's the music of the bar. It's the music of the disco. It's the music that makes you want to move. And of course, that is why now so often our choirs move, we could say dance, with the music. The, the rhythm or the beat of the music makes them want to move. So that's the second thing that makes CCM or contemporary Christian music so popular. It contains the same addictive beat as rock music. And then the third thing, it represents the popular ecumenical philosophy of positivism and spiritual neutralism. I want to read a statement from Pastor David Cloud. He's not a Seventh-day Adventist, but he is very discerning in this area of music. He says, quote, contemporary praise music is proving to be one of the, one of the most powerful glues to bring together every sort of church in this strange and wicked hour, regardless of its heresies. For reporting purposes, I have attended meetings of a wide range of denominations, Pentecostal, Charismatic, American Baptist, Southern Baptist, Willow Creek, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Anglican, Episcopal, and Roman Catholic, to name some. I was uh, interested to discover that Seventh-day Adventist is not in his list, but I have heard some of the same music myself in some Seventh-day Adventist churches. But he's listing all these different denominations, and then he says, and the one thing they all have in common today is contemporary music, the music that sounds like the world. And this is the music of the charismatic movement. Let me read a statement from Charisma magazine. This was back in 1994. It says, quote, Today, praise music has entered the mainstream. Songs that were only sung in charismatic churches a few years ago are now heard throughout mainline and non-charismatic churches. End of quote. And unfortunately, we would have to admit that even in some Seventh-day Adventist churches, we're hearing that style of music. I'm reading now from the book Unknown Legends of Rock and Roll, page 15. It says, rock music, it's very similar to the Assembly of God kind of church music, charismatic music, that is, and things that I've taken part in in church, end of quote. This was a particular rock person who had once been a Assembly of God, and the same music, he says, you can find in both places. Contemporary Christian music really opens the door to speaking in tongues, miracles, and other demonic manifestations. And unfortunately, we are seeing demonic manifestations even within the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And my first question, whenever it happens, is the person who has become possessed, what style of music are they listening to? I'm reading now from an article entitled Christian Rock Music, Christian or Satanic. This was published by Biblical Discernment Ministries back in 1999. It says, quote, since the religious rockers almost always maintain they are simply trying to reach people for Jesus, then why not go totally secular and leave out the appeal to the church altogether? Why bother with the crowd that's already saved? Of course, since about 80% of religious rockers' income is derived through Christian bookstores, we already know the answer to that question. 
It is our conviction that the religious rockers are not reaching the lost, but are instead making disciples to their rock music from the churched kids attending their concerts or playing their recordings. In fact, there is a good chance that the church could be losing the so-called found by bringing rock music into the sanctuary. End of quote. And you understand, when the music in church sounds like the music of the disco or sounds like the music of the bar, then our young people are going to wander from the church into these forbidden areas. The music sounds the same. Now, the question I want to consider for just a moment, has this style of music, contemporary Christian music, has it gotten into Adventism? I'm going to answer that question with another sample. This is a, you probably recognize this particular sample. I believe this is a Christian group. We could start dancing to that, right? And exactly that's why our choirs can no longer stand still when they perform. The music makes them want to move. I'm going to read a statement now from Ellen White in the book Last Day Events, page 159. If you have the book, read it yourself. Last Day Events, page 159 says, The things you have described as taking place in Indiana... And the publishers have a comment here. These comments were made in connection with the Holy Flesh movement at the Indiana Camp Meeting of 1900. She says, The Lord has shown me would take place just before the close of probation. Every uncouth thing will be demonstrated. There will be shouting with drums, music, and dancing. Now let's just analyze that for a moment. Notice the three things that are put together here. Drums, music, and dancing. And we are seeing that now even in Seventh-day Adventist churches. She says there will be shouting with drums, music, and dancing. The senses of rational beings will become so confused that they cannot be trusted to make right decisions. She says a bedlam of noise shocks the senses and perverts that which, if conducted aright, might be a blessing. The powers of satanic agencies blend with the din and noise to have a carnival, and this is termed the Holy Spirit's working. So you see, says here that the power that's working through this music is not the Holy Spirit, it's rather the powers of satanic agencies that are at work. And then reading on, same book, same statement says, Those things which have been in the past will be in the future. Satan will make music a snare by the way in which it is conducted. End of quote. And she says this very thing is going to happen just before the close of probation. And so as you look around, even within the Adventist church, and you see this everywhere, you know where we are in time. We are just before the close of probation. 
And what's amazing to me, the contemporary Christian music weakens the fundamentalist stand of conservative churches. And it will do the same for an individual. And I want you to remember that word fundamentalist. We'll come back in a later recording and talk about that. The late Gordon Sears said this, When the standard of music is lowered, then the standard of dress is also lowered. Have you noticed that? Some of our choirs, the things they wear, you think, huh? That's not very modest. When the standard of music is lowered, then the standard of dress is also lowered, he says. I'm reading on. When the standard of dress is lowered, then the standard of conduct is also lowered. When the standard of conduct is lowered, then the sense of value in God's truth is lowered. End of quote. That's why sometimes even our choir members are not faithful in the marriage relation, because the music creates the desire for these forbidden pleasures. Dr. Frank Garlock, who is a doctor of music, says this, If a church starts using CCM, that's contemporary Christian music that has the beat of the street, if a church starts using CCM, it will eventually lose all other standards. End of quote. And so you can see how the devil is using music to unite all world religions together. We have been looking at Revelation 13, verse 3. All the world wandered after the beast. And we saw that, to, that for that to happen, number one, Protestantism must have died. We studied that. Number two, there must be a positive view of the papacy. We looked at that. And then number three, religious unification, which is what we've looked at in the last number of recordings. And we found what's creating this religious unification is, number one, the environment. Number two, mysticism. And number three, music. That brings us, folks, to the end of section number three. We're moving next time to section number four. Return to Rome, no competition, removing Rome's challengers. We're going to see how that Rome is going to lead the world very soon. Stay tuned for next time. Let's end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for giving us the gift of sacred music. We pray you'd help us individually to cleanse our music of the sounds of the street the sounds of the world, the sounds of the bar and the disco, and to listen to sacred music at home and in church. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, God be with you until we meet again.